welcome and thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Chapel's Disciple Making Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. So whether your circle is a community group, D group, or your family, this resource exists for practical advice on how to make disciples who make disciples. We hope that this content is engaging and we hope that it helps you in your journey to follow the command of Jesus to make disciples. Well, hello again, Chapel family. Glad you have decided to join us here on the Disciple Making Podcast. Once again, this is David Day, and uh, we have got some uh, some great information for you today, or at least I hope it's great. I know it's great to me as I have been talking with uh, James Lott here at the chapel, our uh, wonderful uh, children's ministry director. And uh, James is also our technology whiz, um, our <laughs> podcast engineer, the, oh. the man with all of the answers of <laughs> We, some, something like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. With the wizard behind the curtain. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but um, the James is with me today, and we're, we're, we'd love to talk with you as a group leader, um, especially if you have young kids and uh, families with young kids in your group. Uh, I've talked to many, many group leaders over the last few weeks, even before the coronavirus situation. And James, I can tell you that, um, you know, the coronavirus, uh, notwithstanding, group life with young kids is tough, as, yes. as you know. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> these group Absolutely. leaders are, are kind of, they're kind of struggling in some ways to find a good rhythm for, for their uh, community group meetings and even trying to get away for D group meetings. And um, the good news is a lot of creativity has spun off of that as well. But I just kind of wanted to open up our discussion uh, about that and um, and just maybe provide some insights and answers to community group leaders and D group leaders that have young kids. Um, you know, I'll give you a quick example. Um, we've got a, a community group that meets uh, and, and their co-leader is, they live right down the street from each other. And so they swap off houses on one, one week. They have the, the babysitting and the kids at one house and they have the adults meeting at the other house. And literally, they're four houses apart, so it's easy for them. Um, and then the next week, they swap off like that. I like the creativity there. I think that's really smart, and that's a really great way to do it. Not everybody has that luxury. Yeah. And so uh, here we are now in a technology meeting kind of day. Yeah, everything has shifted completely. Totally, yes. completely, yeah. So, so here it is. James, how do community groups meet when they have young couples with young children uh, in the technology base? Yeah, well, so thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I've, I'm I'm excited. I was listening through the one that you just did. Excited to get Stop Making Podcasts back up again. Um, so yeah, I, I would say um, one of the things that, and I'm not sure how other people have uh, have dealt with it. Our, I will go ahead and just say our group has not met yet. <laughs> I think yeah. we're all kind of just taking a moment to breathe. Part right. of the Lots Peaches group, um, the best community group at the church, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, one of the things that uh, for us is we. I know some people that may. I know some people that may 
you know, may, may rival you. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there might, no, so, there might be yeah. some disagreement to that. that it's, right. it's contested, you know. Um, yeah. But one of the things that um, for us is, I think as we uh, get back together, and this is a conversation I need to have with Josh as we're preparing, is um, being creative, maybe with switching our time up that we're going to be meeting. Um, for us, we have a lot of younger kids. And so we've got um, yeah. a really under the age of like four in our yeah. group. And so for us, it might even be as easy as switching our time to a, you know, one, an hour later um, than we, or two hours later than we normally meet. At that point, kids will be down to bed. So that seemed like a pretty simple solution for us. Um, I mean, so, it, so how would you do that if, if kids are going to bed? Would everybody, I mean, you, would you have to have a sitter? Everybody would just have to get a sitter and then they would, con- I guess not because you're meeting virtually. So you wouldn't yeah, have to have a yeah. sitter. You just stay home, right? Yeah. If you're meeting yeah, virtually, see, you just stay home and, and they can, you can put the kids down to bed and they could, uh, oh, the kids, you, they could meet right. a little bit later. Uh, right, I mean, right. it could be something where if you had a, um, and this is something I've done in community groups in the past before, we used to have it where one of the adults in our group uh, would just trade off and would take the kids and spend time with right. the kids specifically, uh, right. you know, just praying with them, spending time talking through um, what the kids had learned at church. Um, that could be an easy solution for you as well. You know, have two different Zoom calls or two different Hangouts calls going on. Have one, um, you know, if your kid's a little bit older, they can engage in some sort of conversation. Maybe have a Zoom call going with parents and maybe have one of those parents say, hey, for this week, we're going to take it and they do a prayer time with the kids and they do a time where they do um, an engagement game with them over uh, Google right. Hangouts or they do some sort of discussion with them over Hangouts. Um, that could be an option. You, you could send, we've got um, even our video resources that we've been doing with Chapel Kids of our orange uh, large group stuff. You could even have those videos played as a part of your community group for your kids and then have your kids sit and discuss what things they enjoyed about it, especially if like they're in elementary. It gets hard when you start getting into the, yeah. I, I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old. And so how, how much engaging conversation are you going to be able yeah. to have with them over video? Um, right. For some of your older ones that are going to want that social interaction, that are going to be craving that, um, that could be a good option for them as well. So, Yeah, yeah. I love the idea about, you know, time shifting a little bit to uh, after hours where the kids are in bed. That's a great idea. Um, frankly, I hadn't thought of that. I think that's a brilliant idea because yeah. you have that luxury and uh, that might be time that um, mom and dad would really cherish because having adult conversations, I know as a father of three children, my wife and I, um, you know, they were all within three years of each other. And so it was just, you know, raising that those young kids was, everything was just like, it came through like a pig and a python, you know, it just, <laughs> it was like, a, it was either all on or it was all off. And the moment yes. it was all off, we could kind of decompress and to be able mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. with your group. Uh, that sounds that sounds very very cool. Yeah, you know, want to be able to have that conversation with your group um, outside of the the screaming and outside of uh, for us the diapers and and I mean I'll just give you a personal example for us. Um, we just started working from home. I'm the kids director of the chapel. We just started working at home starting on yeah. Monday um, for for me at least and. Yeah. 
all before 10 o'clock in the morning on Monday, my one-year-old had poured an entire fresh cup of coffee onto our new couch. And my two-year-old had pulled off his poopy diaper and handed it to my wife. So yeah. So being able to have a little bit of a distraction. He didn't want it. Yeah. He he didn't, you know, mommy's mommy's usually get those. She wants those things, right? (laughs) No, but to be able to have a distraction and this is, and that's why I say, um, you know, I think there, everybody could talk pros and cons of having kids involved in that as well. But, I know like for us, it'd be nice to be able to have just that normal adult interaction with other people, that normal, like actual conversation to get away from the chaos. Cause yeah. there's, there's chaos. I mean, all before 10 o'clock in the morning, those two things happen. So, <laughs> well, you, you know, it, it, you know, what strikes me and this is maybe just because I'm slow, but uh, the whole technology issue, the whole idea of having community group online you know, doing it virtually through a Google Hangout or a Zoom meeting, um, that really is uh, a big, I, I mean, I don't know, James, people may just stay with it. I yeah. Mean, just, I mean, after doing that, they may say, okay, you know what, we're going to meet once a month in person. I mean, you know, post-corona world. Yeah. They may, they may do this once a month in person instead of once every week, but try to meet weekly after the kids go to bed and meet online. I mean, it, I know that in my group, it's, it's, uh, we've only had one online meeting. We're having our second one tonight, but um, gosh, creating community. I mean, you can get 60 to 70% there. It's yeah. you know, video. Like uh, I was talking with Andrew earlier, uh, Andrew Bates that, you know, texting creates connection. Phone calls begin to create a bit of community with that connection, yeah. but then video conference and video conferencing really simulates community best oh, of yeah. all uh, of all the technology. It, you know, it's not perfect, but it certainly simulates it best. And if our groups with um, that, that have folks with young kids can kind of get into a new rhythm and kind of adapt mm-hmm. and adopt that, especially during Corona times, man, what a valuable what a valuable tool that could really become for them. Yeah, no kidding. Well, and it is it is a powerful tool. And I mean, like you and I, we're sitting on a Zoom call right now and I can see your face and I can see your facial expressions. Right, right. And, and it just, yeah, it creates a different connectivity than you ever would have on just a regular phone call or from text. So yeah, that could be something. I mean, we, you and I were just sitting here talking about it and thinking this could be something that uh, some of our families could use even after um, even after all the coronavirus stuff is done. I mean, uh, I, I was kind of laughing talking the other day with some friends saying, I wonder how many people are going to continue to do virtual meetings and, yeah. uh, and virtual gatherings just since this, I mean, it's going to get into our rhythm so much. I wonder how much it's going to stick. wonder sure. how much services like Zoom and Google Hangouts um, are going to see an increase. Just that, can, I'm sure they've seen it now, but I wonder how much that little, uh, a little, uh, yeah, it's going to continue on. So, I yeah. mean, that could be something. It could be an option. You know, maybe you meet at one week on yeah. and one week off. Um, I know there are times for us where we had it a couple weeks ago where we ended up leaving community group early because our two-year-old just was not having it and we knew going in like (laughs) hey this is just a hard night like he's just and i mean we had to apologize multiple times and of course everybody in our group was super sweet but like those would be the nights we could go hey we're gonna hop on and we're just gonna get on zoom with you guys we want to be there we want to have that community but we also know our two-year-old is just throwing a complete tantrum so yeah we want to make it easier for everybody yeah yeah it's so true i mean we've had you know, teleconferencing, video conferencing capabilities now for, you know, 20 years. 
Um, bandwidth is continuing to improve with fiber optics and all that kind of stuff, making mm-hmm. it a lot easier now. But um, yeah, I think I think I think there's some real opportunity there, and and the psychological side of it too, James, is really interesting to me. This is what I've seen just in a week, and I probably participate on four or five different video conference calls every day. Okay, for the last you know 10, 10 days or so, um, not including the weekend, but. Um, mm. I work from home anyway, so I have probably more than the average person, but here's what I've seen. People are now already starting to get used to and relax a little bit with the video conference call. There used mm. to be a little bit of a anxiety about getting on and being seen and facial yeah, expression totally. and do I look right and yeah. <laughs> you know, what's my hair like, whatever you know, they, might, they might have. Man, I was on a call this morning at 7 a.m., a business call. We had probably 10 or 15 people on the call. It was a Zoom call. And there were, there were ladies in there with baseball hats on, no makeup. They're just, they're like, dude, this is, this is the new normal for us. We're, we're just rocking along. We're doing our thing. Uh, one of them was at our camp in Grand Isle. And um, one of them was uh, in her home office, which she doesn't actually have a home office. She's working from home and you can hear her kids in the background. Yeah. They're just taking care of business, you know? The, the, um, the necessity of doing what they're trying to do in business, I think that's spilling over into our community life as well. We know that community is necessary. And so we're starting to maybe drop some of those stigmas about being on camera because mm. really it's just, it's just meeting with people. That's yeah, really all well, we're doing. And we're also getting to a point where um, the facade's been broken enough that people can understand yeah. like everything's not always going to be perfect. You know, right. I'm, yeah. I'm sure people That's are going right. to hear my kids screaming in the background and in, in this podcast yeah. as I'm recording, they're like the room, like right next to me. Um, but yeah, that facade's been broken. So maybe people are moving into a point where it's like, you know what? They've already, <laughs> they've already seen my messy hair or we've already moved in, you know, to a place That's where right. my background doesn't look exactly how it is, or my house doesn't look exactly the way people want it to see. Um, yeah. yeah so that, yeah. Very it's a great point. So. And, I, you know, we've talked about this. I talked about this last time and Andrew and I've discussed this as well. Um, I think it's really important that uh, it's more important that we do it than it is to do it right. Mm. And by right, I mean perfectly or yeah. up to a standard. We don't have to be polished. This is not a production. Um, we just want to encourage group leaders to meet. And so for group leaders that have folks with young kids um, first of all, my, my thought is that let's be real sensitive to their issues. Um, because they're probably the same issues you have, obviously. Yeah. Um, and if we can work around that and provide multiple opportunities for connection, I mean, you may have some that, you know, we, we keep it under 10 people. You may have some people that'll come by the house and that's fine. You may have other people that need to connect via virtual connection. Um, yeah. and to your point, James, we may continue on doing this afterwards as an opportunity or as an option to mm. keep people plugged in, even when it's not convenient to be there in person. I absolutely love that option and had not thought of that before we started rolling the podcast. So yeah. I think that's terrific, but really you said it well, it, this is, this doesn't have to be perfect. There's always going to be, let's just let our hair down and get real and let's just get mm. online and meet, you know, I love that. Yeah. But totally. I do have another question for you, James. This one is really targeted toward you. Okay. I, I think it's I think it's really uh, important that we recognize that our kids are going through this whole thing as well, um, and their their take on what's happening, especially with young kids. Um, 
uh, although you know they're not looking at charts and graphs and going to the CDC website every day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but it's affecting them too. And so, how do we communicate with our kids? And and how do we how do we continue on the ministry that the chapel has with our youth and with our with our young kids? Um, at home, and what resources may be may be available to help us do that as group leaders that we can help get out to our group members. I'm just that's just a thought that I had, and I wonder if you had any insights on that. Yeah, absolutely. So our our next gen teams, so that's our youth and our kids together. We've been working um, a lot these past couple um, uh, past couple days, past couple weeks, as you can imagine, on getting resources available for people, getting resources available for our groups, getting them available for our church. Um, and some of the things I really want to highlight specifically, you can find everything over at thechapelbr.com slash nextgen, N-E-X-T-G-E-N. Okay. Say um, that again, thechapelbr.com forward slash. Thechapelbr.com forward slash nextgen, N-E-X-T-G-E-N. And we have um, some crisis conversations, uh, crisis conversation guides on there. And so these are uh, specifically, they're made by the people that we do our, um, all of our resources for our curriculum. Um, for, it's called Orange. And they've made these crisis conversation guides that just kind of give you some prompts and some conversations you can have um, with your kids from preschoolers to elementary to middle school to high school. And so we've made those available for y'all. Um, there's just some really good. good. It's really good. Really good. Uh, just things you can talk through with your kids that uh, put it on a um, the appropriate, I guess, developmental level um, for those. We've also yeah. we also have a um, for the kids. We just started a uh, Pinterest page as well, a Pinterest board um, specifically for some in home ideas, things that, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be anything. Uh, super spiritual with you. Sometimes it's just you need resources to keep you from killing your kids. Yeah. <laughs> so we, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. we've got uh, right. some resources there on that. But um, we're also making an effort to still to try to still try to continue to provide the same teaching elements that we have done in the past with our um, our large group and made those available online. And so each week we're posting the large group song, the large group uh, teaching, the Bible verse, all of that stuff you'd normally have on a regular Sunday morning. All of those videos are being squashed down into one thing and they're shared on our, on our website. It's wow. on that next gen landing page. So you can still have a large group experience with your kids. The same thing that they're getting on Sunday morning, we're going through that same series. It's going to be the same. Um, like for our preschoolers, it, the, um, the video is hosted. Um, it's called wonder. It's hosted by an owl named Ollie. And so my boys on um, this past Sunday, okay. uh, Sunday All evening, right. we pulled up the video and there's Ollie on the screen. And my two-year-old goes, Ollie. Ollie. So they know they're going to see that consistently consistency coming in from stuff that they've done before. They know before, but all of that's up there. Um, as far as youth, I love, I love, I, I get to, I love that. I get to brag on them. Um, uh, at the chapel BR youth on Instagram and, um, on Facebook and on Twitter, they are really taking off. They're trying to do, um, here journals, um, Austin and Connor are doing hear journals every couple of days on there. Well, they'll just go through and walk through a hear journal with, and there's one of my, one of my kids crying now in the background. Yeah, I hear that. Here. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, but they're doing hear journals where they're just sharing uh, what God's teaching them through the word. And then they are actually doing a, 
recording. Uh, they're doing a stream of their music and they're doing a recording of the teaching and then another stream after that. It's really, really cool uh, how they're basically just having youth group virtually. Um, I love so that. And, and that screen time, uh, <clears throat> you know, if you're like most families, you know, like we limited our kids screen time and mm -hmm. um, it's, that's really valuable because now you can include that in screen time and they're actually getting positive messaging through screen time. It's not just, you know, yeah. streaming Netflix constantly. That's, yeah. that's terrific. Totally. That's well, good. and it brings and that sense of consistency that, too. Like that consistency yeah. of knowing, oh, like I see Connor up on the video and I see him in our youth space. Like that's, that's yeah. Connor. Like I know him, you know, when you're in this, this world of uncertainty, sometimes those just little bitty markers of, yeah. Hey, this is normal. Or, Hey, it, it just kind of puts a little bit of message of, this is going to be okay. There's some consistency in there. Yeah. So, which I yeah. love. I love that. I think because our kids need that, you know, as much as we're anxious about it um, as adults, as much as we see all of the stuff, you know, our kids are recognizing there's something different going on. The youth are definitely yeah. recognizing it. They're probably reading more than we are as adults. So to be able to have that consistency, to be able to have, um, you know, our church and the people that they trust that have built those relationships with them through um, large group and small group, to be able to have them, you know, there to say, hey, we love you guys. Like our small group leaders, a lot of them for our kids have asked, hey, yeah. What are the emails for all the kids? Let's reach out to them. We want to send them an email. We want to send them, you know, a, a just a little touch point. So they're they're getting that consistency, which is good because kids need it. They they're struggling with anxiety as well. So they really do, and that's really perceptive of uh, of you guys to to recognize that too. That the kids, this is impacting them, and consistency is it's a great word, and it's a it's a great quality i think right now to have because kids i know for a fact that kids respond to consistency yeah um, they they uh predictability uh routine um uh, is critical for kids so I, I i applaud you guys for what you're doing um the chapelbr.com forward slash forward slash next gen mm -hmm. right that's where you can find all those resources yeah forward slash um, next gen and that's that's awesome stuff. And uh, okay, so to recap, don't want to take a lot of your time. And uh, I know I don't want to give everybody just uh, you know we don't have forever to to talk on the podcast. Although I could talk with you about <laughs> this stuff forever. Yeah. Just to recap for group leaders, consider time shifting a little bit uh, on your community group so that you can do it virtually. Maybe after the kids go to bed, um, and consider that as a resource in the future when the actual face-to-face -face meeting i don't think it needs to replace the face-to-face -face meeting i think we yeah. need interpersonal contact um but it's a great substitute during difficult times and totally. it's a great substitute and maybe option to offer um maybe even weekly if you meet some people meet in person if they can but some people that can't meet in person go ahead and, and dial in and you know dial, dial in boy i'm showing my age there <laughs> no no Go ahead and log in or whatever it is yeah. to the meeting virtually. So that's that's awesome. And then the second part we talked about with the youth and, the, and what the chapel is doing to support that, encouraging folks to go to the chapelbr.com forward slash next gen. Mm. I think that's really uh, good stuff right there. And, and our kids are under the same kind of stress we are, but it shows in different ways. And I think you said consistency is, is, is a perfect way to put mm. that. We're providing consistency. So we want to encourage group leaders to encourage their group members to use that website and use those resources for young kids. Yeah, right. absolutely. Okay. And if Good. I could say two more, two more things that I've just kind of been thinking about and mulling yeah, over please. a lot these past couple of days. Yeah. Um, I think 
one thing we have to remember as as parents and as we're trying to you know love on our kids uh they're going to see how we're interacting and they're going to see how we are well, interacting with one another uh, between my wife and and myself my kids are going to see that um and it's going to have an impact on them and they're going to see how right. we're interacting with god at this time um you know so we have a good opportunity to create an example for our kids on what it looks like um, to love God and to love him well in the midst of a trial. So I want to encourage parents with that. Um, just know your kids are watching you and you have an opportunity to um, either use this as a positive example or a negative example. And so I want to encourage parents do it, use it as a positive example, show them uh, what it's like to follow Jesus, even when it's hard, because um, it's going to be hard sometimes. Wow. Um, and then, and then secondly, right. I would say, um, the, the biggest thing for me and this time is I have tried my best to ramp up um, accountability and ramp up just visibility um, and just the spots where I know I am tempted to fall and the spots where I know I am tempted to want to run. Um, I've really ramped up and just said, yeah. you know what? Yeah. We're in the middle of crisis mode at this point, the pandemic mode. So I want to make sure I'm watching those things because I don't want to fall back into old habits. I don't want to yeah. fall back into temptations knowing that the norm is so broken up right now. That's a really good time for things to sneak back in. Uh, yeah, that you don't no want doubt. in there. So I want to encourage yeah, people. When we're, when we, when we're isolating and, and separating ourselves oh, from yeah. others, that's a great point, James. There's a tendency, mm -hmm. I think there to revert back to some old habits and some things that are not healthy or, or maybe just not productive. Yeah. To just be mindful of that, man. That's a great. That's a great. Uh, a great warning and a great admonition for, yeah. for all of us. I appreciate you. Uh, you saying that. Absolutely. After James. <laughs> After James, rocket it, man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right. That's great stuff, man. Well, James, thanks for all the work that you guys are doing. The, the whole staff at the chapel. You bet. You guys have been fantastic. Thank um, you. There's Thank uh, you. just so many great resources to take advantage of. We appreciate mm -hmm. you guys. And as a group leader, I so much appreciate the resources and the support that you guys give us. Um, and especially those uh, group leaders with the groups with families that have young kids, man, that's just a lifelink. And we, we yeah. uh, really appreciate what you do. So absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me on the podcast today. I appreciate you it. Our pleasure, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Until next time on the disciple making podcast, this is David day along with James Lott saying, keep making disciples and keep staying connected, connect with each other, love each other. Talk to you again soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you enjoyed the content from today and that it helped encourage you in your call to make disciples. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on our website at thechapelbr.com. We're always working on keeping our site full of resources for you as you seek to make disciples. And finally, you can follow us on our socials at thechapelbr on Facebook and Instagram, as well as at chapelgrouplife on Instagram. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you guys next time.